he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. So before we get into the creeps for this week, we just want to remind you guys our YouTube channel. We are really trying to build it up and we want to get a bunch of subscribers before the season starts of The Bachelorette. So if you want to be a nice person, please just subscribe. It means so much to us and it's going to be like really important. And once we get to a thousand subscribers, we're going to be giving a hundred dollars to one of our subscribers. So stop what you're doing right now before you continue the episode and just say, am I subscribed? Is it worth it? Am I worth it? I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it and go and click subscribe. I mean, it's definitely worth it. The chance to have $100 for one second of work. Yeah, that's like money in your pocket. Amazing hourly tax rate, free. guys. Like, <laughs> tax-free. Unlimited PTO. Okay, on with the show. Let's creep. Last week, we were trying to figure out how long Nate was going to be the captain of the Michelle Young fan club. I said a week, so. Yeah, Jackie oh, gets it. Did I get it right? You do. Yeah, because it's basically exactly a week. I didn't think he was going to have the balls to take it down so early. And literally within the week, it's gone. He is no longer the captain of the Michelle Young fan club. He's going to be someone else's fan club captain when he gets in a relationship with someone new. Thoughts? <laughs> well, do you think like if he, when he, if and when he actually does get in a relationship again, he's just going to change the bio <laughs> to be like, now I'm Daisy Smith's yeah. fan club. When Nate account. goes public with Daisy Smith, he is for sure <laughs> going to be the captain of that fan club. I could see it. Um, I do see your point in like the fact that he was very, I don't know, I see both sides of it. Because on one hand, I'm like, oh, he needed to take that shit down immediately. Like as soon as they announced the breakup, like you need to change that bio. You guys are broken up. Goodbye. But then I also see another side of it where it's like, it's like a really awkward thing to change. Now this really fine finalizes it yeah I guess I guess it was finalized once they make when they make a joint statement like it's over you know it's probably been over for a while then and they're like okay let's announce like let's it's like the 2010 version of changing your Facebook status like I've been in a relationship like a previous relationship where you're dating for a long time and you don't necessarily want to change your relationship status because it makes it so finalized so you kind of like leave it there for a little bit and then once you feel ready you take it down that may be what he did maybe Mm -hmm. like he was like look I want to leave it there I'm still the president of your fan club and now he's like, Aww. I have other obligations I need to do. I'm Daisy Smith's fan club yeah, president. I have other, other people I need to be fans of. I need to see what else is out yeah. there in the fandom community. Not only is he making that statement by doing that, though, he released a 15-point list of things we need to know about him and the breakup because a lot of people are assuming things. Where did he post this? On his stories? Because yeah. I have not seen this. I'm so excited for you to read them. Oh, my gosh. We're going to read all of them? Yeah. Well, or, okay, or the highlights, okay. unless they're all good. Number one, no, I didn't cheat. So I guess people were, like, accusing him of okay. cheating. I think that's jumping to conclusions to just yeah, assume. Yeah, I never thought that he cheated. That was never something that I thought personally, but, okay, thanks for confirming. Thank you. Number two, not every breakup has someone to blame. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I'm with you, Nate. Number three, yes, many of you seem to paint me as a red flag fuckboy. Maybe it's the piercing and the tattoos. Who knows, but I'm actually a decent guy and I only want to continue getting better as we should all want for ourselves. I'm I'm, for I'm sure. with you. I want to say too, because uh, I have kind of painted Nate a little bit as a fuckboy, but it has nothing to do with his piercings and tattoos. It has to do with the fact that throughout the whole season, it seemed that Michelle had to keep like pushing him to commit more than he was ready to. Like, in my opinion, I was like, guys, it shouldn't be so hard. Like, you shouldn't have to keep like asking for 
more, 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 more when you have Brandon mm. in the corner ready to give you what you want. Anyway. Number four. Yes, the negativity and blatant hate has been hurtful during this difficult time. I'm sure. And if you guys are doing that and you're listening to this podcast, get a life. Please stop doing that. We don't support people that just go blast hate on people. Like, why? Number five. Sure. These are real people. Yes, I went on the show with no expectations, just an open-minded and open heart. Shout out Michelle for opening it a little more. But figured if I find my person, then thank God I went. Six, yes, I truly believe Michelle was my person. Seven, sure, I guess I was inexperienced. Oh, wait, that's interesting to say, though, that you even after the breakup, you believe she was your person? I truly believed. Past tense. Oh, believed. Okay, past tense. Thank you for clarifying. Sure, I guess I was inexperienced in love. Doesn't mean I'm a red flag. Not sure what else to say about this. I'm with you so far. We're seven <laughs> yeah. points in I and mean, I agree. Inexperienced in love like, is, is a red flag, though, because I think you need to like work through things and have experiences to be really ready for a long-term commitment. But that's everyone has to go through that journey. I'm not saying that's like a thing for him personally that like makes him bad. I'm just saying everyone needs to have experiences you know I think people are annoyed because Michelle was so ready and she kind of went with her heart with Nate who obviously was a little more inexperienced than she was and it's kind of like that was Michelle's chance to maybe find someone but at the same time it was 30 people on TV the odds of you finding your husband are slim eight yes the plan was to move to Minnesota earlier this year plans changed when we decided there was no need to rush anything and we wanted to get to know each other a little on a deeper level before taking the leap of living together but not the leap of getting engaged sure um there's no rush in life there's no rule or book or timeline on how to go about your relationship we believe that since love was there everything would fall into place naturally and in its own time the way it's meant to be so where did the money go Nate (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing as soon as they brought up the Minnesota move I'm like but where is the money right and I feel like that was his way of touching on the Minnesota thing and the the 250 grand but like he doesn't say anything about it so where you where did it go I think they never got it still I said that last week I stand by that and can you give a spoiler for the rest of the list he obviously does not address the money at all money's not coming but you guys should still stick around anyway we don't want to wait something juicy no we just don't want to tell our listeners that nothing good is happening no, no, no. I mostly just wanted to know, will the money be addressed? In these the money will not be addressed. No. Okay, thank you. Okay. Nine. Yes, I like to hang out with my guys as she likes to hang out with her girls. Nothing wrong with that. If anything, it's super healthy. We're social people. Not everyone who goes to bars are cheaters. Because this is probably where people are saying, you're cheating because you're going out to bars with your guys. Well, that's. I think that's silly. I mean, I think it's good that they go out and see their friends. Period. Oh, you don't agree. What is this face? It's not that. It's not that I do think it's a maturity thing. I think it's an experience level thing. I think when you're the point where you are engaged, going out and having fun includes your significant other. That doesn't mean you can't have boys nights, girls nights. But I think when you are truly ready for that next step in your life, like they're a part of the fun. You become like a group. And again, I'm reiterating that doesn't mean you can't have the individual nights too. But I feel like people saw Nate go out a lot by himself. And people were questioning why. And I think that's why people were questioning why. Because it's like, you and Michelle live. Don't they live in the same city? Like, why weren't you guys together more? Ten, yes, I'm friends with many of the guys from Michelle's season. It's not weird to me or her. We're adults, not children. We can all be friends and mature about the situation and the environment we were all in during the show. Okay. Thanks. Eleven, yes, pressures were insane for both of us. Twelve, we tried. It didn't work. We're sad about it. We all grieve differently. 13, my name is Baba Tunde Femi Robert Nathaniel Alyukoya. What does that have to do with the breakup? And I will never live my life based oh. on how others think I should live it, period. Okay, but what does that have to do with the breakup? I don't breakup? know, and I, I clearly know that I butchered the pronunciation of that name. I truly don't know how to pronounce 
this, but maybe people were like, I guess because people probably went to his Instagram a lot and his, his Instagram name is not Nate. Oh. So they're probably like, what is your name? Like, why are you... Why are you going by what, Nate? Th- thinking it's like shady versus like, I don't know. He just goes by. He probably just goes by Nate as a nickname because one of his that's names a lo- is a Nathaniel. Name to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing weird about that. Fourteen for the kind people sending kind things and respecting both Michelle and I. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Fifteen two piece signs like peace. Ugh, we could have done without. Yeah, it could have been fourteen. <laughs> this could have been a fourteen bullet. Well, then there's list. sixteen. I hate it when Michelle's not around and the fact that she didn't call. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate her. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Oh wait, was that the caption? No, that's the quote from Ten Things I Hate About You. It just reminds me of it because of the list. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Oh, I was like, wait, he said that? That's so nice. Oh my God. If only. So, I mean, clearly they're both really struggling. I mean, breakups suck regardless of if they were on TV or not on TV. It's just, it's shitty. And speaking of breakups, Katie and John Hershey is another fresh breakup and they've been handling things a little bit differently than Nate and Michelle. On Tammy's story, this past week, she posted, they all went to some sort of amusement park, something like they're on rides and there's a photo booth slide of pictures of a whole group of them. Tammy's there, Katie's there, and John Hershey is there. They're all hanging out as like friends at this beautiful little amusement park day. And I want to bring the question to you, Stephanie. Sure. Is, is this awkward for them, do you think? Can you actually be friends with an ex immediately after breaking up? I think like they need time apart before they can like start doing this. I'm happy to see them hanging out as friends because they started out as friends. And I think the whole reason why people don't like to date their friends is because they're afraid that they're going to ruin the friendship that they had to start out. So the fact that they're hanging out in a group is really refreshing. I think you can be friends with an ex, but I think you need some time to like yeah. re- like rebuild whatever life you were doing yeah. or build a new life outside of that before I feel like anytime people break up and they're like yeah, no but they're we're like still like best friends literally the day after it's one of them or both of them doesn't want to let go of the relationship this is me just being anecdotal but, but we don't know how long the breakup has been going on they could have been broken up for fair weeks months, months and now they feel comfortable hanging out again I mean he was eating chipotle at her house you don't just eat chipotle True. at someone's house if <laughs> not at anyone's house no yeah. you got to be careful with who you you know open up yourself like that with. She seems to be really at peace with the split. She posted this TikTok and it's a picture of a sunset and it said, this is your gentle reminder. Sunsets are proof that endings can be beautiful. And I feel like she seems very at peace with herself and with the fact that she had this beautiful relationship. It's over and maybe she can take away like lessons. I mean, I feel like she probably looks more fondly on her relationship with John Hershey than she did with Blake. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like I'm, I'm not there, I guess. So now I don't, I don't know how, what is going on in the relationship or how it ended. It all just seemed sus to me initially. But I do agree with you that Katie does seem at peace. She also made a real post from that same day. So on her Instagram, it's her and Tammy on the little like flying swings. Like, you know, they have those at amusement parks and stuff. And the caption was, I dedicate this summer to myself. But I thought it was a little ironic because this is a picture of them the same day that they're all hanging out as a friend group, like with John Hershey. So it's like to make a post about, oh, I'm moving on. It's all about me this summer while she's with him you know what yeah I mean? granted they're hanging out in a group as friends but this could be her way of saying like i am good like i feel good moving on and i'm ready to like take on the next guy yeah. wherever he may be yeah i'm pulling up one more thing too that she posted 
on her Instagram story that leads to not being as at peace. It was her looking hot and pretty and it goes, got ready today. Next step, take myself out for an adventure. And I just think like I know that feeling when you're like going through a breakup or a hard time and it's like you go days like you're not getting ready, like you're home, you're sad about it, you're mourning. And then that day you're finally like, no, we're getting up, we're getting dressed, like we're doing something. And that clearly happened for her yesterday. So I'm like, maybe she was mourning and feeling sad to know that like, oh, no, I'm getting ready today. Like I put on makeup, put on a cute outfit. You know what what else this could be though? Everyone has gone through a breakup where they make their social media presence seem happier than they really are. And she may be doing that to kind of like send a message either to other people, to John himself, to whoever that like, I'm moving on, even though inside she may go inside and cry. But on the outside, you're like hot girl summer and like totally living it up. So it would remember when like Blake... When when John and Katie started dating, and then Blake oh, yeah, had shots poured into his in mouth. He was in a bathtub and was like, <laughs> a man bath. I'm drinking. I'm drunk. <laughs> no, he like was so, so hungover, and he's like, I'm taking a man bath because oh, I'm right, so right, hungover. Right. And then there was, like, clips of someone, a girl, pouring shots into his mouth, and we're like, we get it, Blake. You're happy that you're single. That could This could be Katie's way of, you know, just trying to put a message out there. Whether she's feeling it really or she's pretending, she's going to be okay. That's what I think she's doing. Yeah. So a lot of breakups. A lot of breakups, but... I'm feeling sad. Make me feel happy. I'll make you feel happy. So a relationship that doesn't seem to be breaking up is Kaylin and Dean. And Kaylin recently went on Dean's podcast, who he he shares the podcast with uh, Dawson Dimitri Brady's father, Jared Haven. Mm -hmm. And Kaylin went on Dean's podcast because she wanted to, quote, set the record straight about their relationship. And I just want to play something, and then we can comment about it just it really mainly is the headlines and it's like I get that people have a job to do and they're trying to get people to read but the thing is there people are just reading the headlines and they're not reading the actual like what he actually said and I don't know why this one like upset me normally trolls like don't get to me especially in our relationship because we are strong but it's when they talk crap about him that I get so upset I'm like he is such a great boyfriend he's such a great partner he's not demanding I buy him a check and I just wanted to make that clear we kind of like came to that decision together. But I think it's a good compromise because I don't want to have him like financially responsible fully for a ring that only I'm going to be wearing. Well, and that was- well, I have a solution for you. Let's hear it. Just get engaged on Bachelor in Paradise. You get a free ring, guys. <laughs> so, I mean- Okay, I have so many thoughts on this. So starting off with her getting mad about the headlines are ridiculous. I went back on my Instagram and pulled up, I shared a headline. I made a meme about a headline because it was Dean Unglert says if Kayla Miller Keys wants to get married she will have to propose and I put above it and they say chivalry is dead mm-hmm. my problem is people got mad that that headline went out and this is one of the many headlines this literally was in November she's talking about recent headlines yeah. but they get mad that headlines or she gets mad that headlines are written about them but they are literally his exact quotes like you can get mad if a headline sensationalizes a story and makes you believe something clickbait but I have a problem with people slapping the clickbait phrase over literal facts like he literally said in that podcast if Kaylin wants to get married she will have to propose and then you're getting mad that people are just reading the headlines but the headlines are what you said this most recent story she's referring to is that Kaylin was going to buy Dean a truck if he got her an engagement ring that is literally exactly what is happening and what and what was said they go on to explain how she doesn't think it's fair that the financial obligation falls on the man fine but this is literally what you said that you were going to buy him a truck and he was going to buy you an engagement ring and i agree with Dawson Dimitri Brady's father just fucking go to paradise if it's this big of a deal who's going to foot the bill on the ring but like if these are your actual words 
own them. Cause coming from like a journalism background, it's so frustrating. Like if something's clickbait, sure, you could be mad about it. But if it's literally what you're saying, then it's not clickbait. It's you're just not owning what you said. I think though they have a very, like a, Dean especially has a very dry sense of humor that sometimes like when you take his literal words, it does sound kind of outrageous, but I don't think that's the way Dean necessarily means it. Like, especially with the, oh, well, Caitlin will have to propose if she wants to get married. I think he was like kind of joking, but obviously that doesn't come across when you just take someone's words and put it in a headline. Yeah. So I think that's part of the aspects of it too that, and Kaylin has said this too, that Dean, despite the fact that he seems very like outgoing, it can be like a little like camera shy, doesn't like to be vulnerable in front of like press, reporters, whatever it is. So he just like says things to get a reaction and can be kind of dry with it. So I do think sometimes his intentions are not well communicated in the headline. And that can be frustrating, but at the same time, then just like acknowledge that or like stop saying. We talked about this back in November because we covered this story on the podcast. And my issue here was that that's fine. And I agree with you if if you can't pick up tone in a headline, but the title of that podcast, of his podcast episode was, is Kaylin going to propose? They want us to talk Mm -hmm. about it. And then they're mad when we're talking about it. You can't have it both ways. He has made a living making this podcast, teasing his engagement. This is November. It's now almost July. And we're still talking about your engagement. And you're literally still talking about it every single week. And the headlines are being written. I'm just confused. What is the purpose of your podcast at this point? What are you going to do when you get engaged? It's going to be all about like wedding planning. They're going to need to find another thing to tease. Yeah. Um, Because I think the purpose of the podcast and all these things that they're saying is just exactly that. Like it's getting us talking about it we're here another podcast giving them more attention yeah when they say something like oh well i D- i need to get dean a truck if he gets me a ring or you know whatever it is and of course people have opinions on that because that is like obviously not a traditional way to go about things so obviously people are going to have opinions on both sides and just like go at it but it's more press for them once they get engaged she's gonna like want to wear a purple dress instead of a white dress and he's gonna say it on the podcast and then there's gonna be like kaylin wants a purple dress lose their and then shit. yeah and then kaylin's gonna be like I didn't say I wanted a pro- like okay, but your fucking husband did. So put a muzzle on him if you don't want him talking like this. Yeah, no? I, just don't feel as I just don't feel as passionately. Like I agree with what you're saying. I just don't feel as passionately. I think I do. feel passionately because I do all the promotions for our podcast. Yeah. So I'm literally taking quotes from people and putting them in a. Obviously, Kaylin's not talking about me, but like coming from the journalism point of view, I'm putting together clips to get you interested to want to listen to an interview. And I know this is exactly what these people writing the headlines are doing, too. What should the headline have been? Dean goes into detail about how he plans to get engaged to Kaylin. And and Kaylin also has her like it has to be a concise line. To right. get you hooked. I guess, why is why is Kaylin upset by that? I don't like, know. Like, she is a smart person. Like, she should know that that's kind of the game of journalism and headlines. Why does that bother her? Oh, maybe because then people are like, oh, Kaylin, why are you with Dean? He's yeah, that's what she seems to... I mean, and yeah. we're not... I'm not defending the trolls. Like, fucking leave, sure, leave yeah. Nate alone. Leave Kaylin alone. Like, I actually think that's super lame to go out of your way to DM someone hate that you don't know. Yeah. Like, who... Literally get a life, guys. Like, find a friend to DM yeah. about things about your you own could find life. a friend in the she's all batch facebook group we have tons of them <gasps> okay plug yeah so yeah i get that the trolls can get to someone but kaylin knows 
who Dean is and what their relationship is. I just don't get why she feels the need to get on the podcast and set the record straight. And at the end of the day, if you want a ring and deciding who's going to pay for it is that big of a question, Neil Lane will pay for it. <laughs> and it makes sense. And Neil Lane will probably pay for like a matching one for Dean too. Like if they want to both have rings for each other, he could get a Neil Lane like man's ring. Yeah. This is not a problem, guys. Go to paradise. You can go now. Yeah. Time's ticking. Literally right like, now. You don't, you don't have that much more time plane. left, but you should go. Like, now. <laughs> I'll see you there. Moving on. I I need some help with this creeping. So, Taisha is on vacation. She is in the south of France and just posting about that in a little house. Looks beautiful. And then she posts on her story with a man that I have never seen before, but he looks cute. And it says, personal chef for the week, winky face and this man is just like cooking some dinner there's some wine there and you can see in the window of the so here Stephanie if you can see here's this man he's there he's cooking in that window you can't really see in this zoom call but you can see Tasha like in the reflection taking the picture mm. I bring that up to say that it's they're not like with a big group of friends like it seems like it's just kind of the two of them in this house in the south of France I think the winky face is very important here because if this was someone who was actually a personal chef in your house in south of france you would just say personal chef for the week you wouldn't say winky mm -hmm. winky means he's not really your personal chef he's your yeah that's a someone. that's a very but telling winky it's very telling winky um but there's no tags of who this man is i've never seen him before in my life if anybody knows more about this man or if she's been rumored to have been dating someone like let a girl know but this is the first i'm ever seeing of him and I'd like to know more, but I think the winky face says it all. And if you have a personal chef, you don't sit there and watch them cook for you. You say like, chef, I want a grilled cheese. My friend Nick Vial is coming over and then he makes you the grilled <laughs> cheese and then you come out when it's ready. The fact that she's sitting there in front of him as he's like chopping onions, mm -hmm. that's weird. And it doesn't really look like this is a friend gathering where there's like a handful of them and one of them is like a really good cook. So they're making the dinner and it's like, haha, my personal chef for the week. Because it seems like it's just the two of them. And like, is he a personal chef? No, he's a chef winky face, which just means he's a man that's cooking for her. But what's he wearing? Is he wearing a chef hat? He, he's not wearing a chef hat. <laughs> he's wearing a white t-shirt with a little apron. Okay, so he's but wearing like, an apron. So he could be a literal chef that she's dating. She could literally be dating a chef too. It could be two that, things. That is true. It could be a hot guy yes. she's dating that's cooking for her, so he's a personal chef winky. Or he could literally mm. be a chef. Yes, that is also true. And she's lucky enough to be dating him, so she does get a personal chef. Like, if I was dating a chef, I would have a personal chef. She's dating a chef. <laughs> Boops is dating a chauffeur. Like, you, I gotta find someone that can, like... <laughs> find people in the service industry yeah. to date so that I don't need to do things for myself. Seriously. And you said they're drinking wine together? Where are they drinking wine? Right there. There's a little... Two wine glasses. Well, no, one wine glass. But I'm assuming... Well, I'm like, can I zoom in on Tasha? Can't see on the reflection if she has wine. But when there's one wine glass, there's two wine glasses. Mm -hmm. You know, personal chef is not just drinking wine by himself while he makes this zucchini. Yeah, you can't be drunk Tasha on the job there. if you're cooking for Miss <laughs> Tasha Adams. Right. If you're a real personal chef, you're probably not drinking wine while you're... Right. Chefing. The thing is, like, I've never seen this man before in my life. And she's not really rumored to be dating anyone. I haven't heard anything. So that, that and also too, I'm like, this is a weird way to soft launch a new relationship. I just don't know. What does it mean? So 17 hours ago, she's out to dinner with someone. They're both, it's two spaghetti dishes and two glasses of wine. So she's out to dinner with someone. Yeah, that was after she, so she hosted Watch What Happens Live in New York 
Went to get pasta, and the next day was in France. Okay. We'll have to keep an eye on this one. Right. I'm just saying, guys, there's something to keep an eye on here. Winky face. Winky face? Right. Okay. Well, so I want to give you guys a little bit of backstory before I get into this creep. So we actually talked about this on our live, but in case you missed it. Wait, our live? (laughs) Oh, wait. Hold on. No, don't just glaze graze over that or glaze (laughs) over that. I don't actually know the phrase. Don't glaze or graze over that. You can graze or glaze. Jackie and I went live drunk on Instagram last week, like on a whim. I literally was drinking. Jackie and I don't live near each other. I was drinking in my backyard and I texted her the day that Nate and Michelle announced their breakup. And I was like, do you want to go live? And she's like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm just drinking at home. I'm like, great, me too. And I was literally like bombed. Like I was like really drunk. I think I, um, wasn't I like drinking like NyQuil or something? Yes. By the end of it, you, you, I guess you had finished the wine. There's no more wine. And then you were just like, all right, I'm going to like go to sleep now soon. And you were like taking swigs of NyQuil. Yeah. And I'm like, Are you, do you do that? No, 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 but I do take melatonin and I couldn't find my melatonin because I was drunk. So... We will go live more often. I I got a lot of messages. It's a, it's a hoot. People guys. people it's think fun it was time. fun. I'm like down to do it later. But like people were like, please go live again. Like that was so much fun. And I'm like, um, okay, sure, we'll do it more. Uh, so that's a little backstory. But yes, we talked about Cassidy because we had just spoken to Cassidy like the day prior. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> So it so on the live we touched on this a little bit because Cassidy started doing podcasts. She was on the Chatty Bros podcast, but what you guys don't know is we actually talked to Cassidy before that interview went live and basically talked about a lot of the same things. She talked about um, how she wasn't ending up going to paradise. Also had said, and I don't feel bad saying this because she also said it in Chatty Bros. Chatty Bros was approved by ABC for Cassidy to do. We were not, but basically more or less, we had a very similar interview experience with her and that she said she was interested in dating Pizza Peter and had met him once before, but was very sad about the fact that he's now in paradise with all these hot girls, but she really likes him to be continued of what's going to happen because at the time of that interview, he was in paradise. She was not in paradise. So first things first, I see a post on Cassidy's story that's tagged LAX and the caption is off to cause mayhem and general unrest. Y'all need anything? And my first thought was like, oh my God, like, is she going to paradise? Like, is is this girl finally going to Mexico? That's what she wants you to think. Well, it works because that's what I thought. Um, And then further on in her stories, she's not in Mexico. She's tagging Fort Lauderdale Florida. There was another post of like an omelet and some toast. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Guess who lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida? Pizza Pizza Peter. Peter. And that's the conclusion of this saga. Also, what's up, Mike Fleiss? Why wasn't Cassidy approved to come on our podcast? What are you afraid of? Yes, I would also like to know the answer to that. Because Chatty Bros is not like some... Like, they're the boyfriends of Becca and uh, Jess, the other girl who does Chatty Broads with Becca. They're not like bachelor people really yeah so pizza peter does go to paradise we know that he apparently is home pizza peter has not posted a story as of today so he's not really posting cassidy is posting tagged in fort lauderdale florida so what we know from this conclusion is cassidy is with pizza peter and he is no longer in mexico i'm not surprised uh when she spoke to us she seemed like pizza peter was like the one that got away And she wanted that to happen in Paradise. And I guess we'll see what happens there on the actual show. But Cassidy won't be there. Still such a shame. I would love to know why. She literally was all packed up, like ready to go. And then just never got a call of a fly out date. And they were just like, "Mm, yeah, it's not going to work out this time. 
with like no explanation. So pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, I'm officially addicted to Trivia Star. We told you guys about this trivia app last week and I have literally been playing it for a week straight. And honestly, not to brag, but I'm amazing at it. So stop what you're doing right now. Go download Trivia Star from the app store. I find myself constantly pulling it up when I'm scrolling on my phone because, you know, after a while... We know this. Scrolling through Instagram gets depressing and I need something to do to distract myself while I'm like waiting for the subway. Trivia star is it. I'm telling you. Wait, so what categories have you played? I've only done um, celebrity and TV so far. I've done celebrities, TV, and music. And then I want to start branching out and doing like animals, science, and food, you know, because I need to learn more about those things. Yeah, well, so Trivia Star, we told you guys last week, it's a free mobile trivia game with over 60 categories that you get to choose from. If you choose the correct answer from multiple choices and beat the clock, you move on to the next level. It sounds simple, but the questions get harder over time. But if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get hints and beat the level. Right now, Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play. So are you ready to race against the clock? This app is for you. And guys, it's literally free. So just go to Apple or the Google store and search for Trivia Star. Trivia Star has thousands of five-star reviews in the Apple App Store, and it's the number one trivia game on the App Store as well. So play today to challenge yourself. Download Trivia Star for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. All right, so on this show, we don't shy away from talking about sex. We know all about what happens in the fantasy suite, and while we know there is usually a bowl of condoms left on the table for those overnight dates, thank God, I wonder if the producers leave the contestants any sex toys, specifically sex toys from Dame Products. Dame Products is sex toys for women made by women, so you know they're good. Yeah, and one of their best sellers is Eva, which is the first hands-free vibrator for couples. So it nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. Eva is your sex life's new best friend. And they definitely need Eva in the fantasy suite, so I'm going to call Mike Fleiss to make that happen so they can start using it there. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you for doing that. And it's not just Eva, guys. There's also Air, which is the suction vibrator from Dame Products. Air is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. So not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. Power up your pleasure with Eva or Air or any of the other amazing toys from Dame products. Go to dameproducts.com slash she's all batch today for 15% off site wide. That's D-A-M-E products.com slash she's all batch for 15% off site wide. Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read about it on air. Guys, Stephanie had her own Bachelor Encounter this weekend. Please do tell. I hung out with Michael G, Mike Garofola, and Olivia Caridi, who we've had on the pod. And so Michael G was a groomsman in my sister's wedding, and Olivia was his date. They are not dating. I actually was trying to make small talk with Mike at the rehearsal dinner, and I was like, oh, like, I hear you're bringing Olivia. And, like, immediately he's like, we're just friends. And I'm like, oh, my hey. God. I was like, I'm, I'm not speculating. I don't know if he thinks, like, because of who I am and what I do, he's like, don't go spreading this rumor. But I'm like, right, I wasn't. Right, right. I've already even said on the podcast that you're just friends. Like, I don't 
we're, it's cool. We're not speculating. Right. Um, but yeah, so I was like, okay, you're just friends. That's cool. Uh, then I was in the bathroom at the wedding, like they were taking pictures and stuff and I was the maid of honor and I was just going to the bathroom. Olivia walks in with like her, I think like our luggage or something. And I realized that like, I forget that she doesn't actually know what I look like and who I am. So she walks in and I'm like, Olivia Caridi. And I just say it just like that. And she's like, Hey, I'm like, I'm 70. She's all bad. She's like, I interviewed you. Remember on my podcast? And she's like, oh my God. So sweet. So pretty. So tall. Really? She does not give me tall vibes. Very interesting. Statuesque. Super pretty. Looks exactly like how she is on TV. And I stand by the fact, again, Mike Garfola is one of the best looking humans I've ever seen in my life. Truly just like the most handsome person next to my husband that I've ever sure, seen. Sure, yeah. You know, throw yeah, that so in your there. husband's number one there and then Mike I don't, Garfola. I don't think Russ, my husband, listens to this podcast anymore, so I don't really need to preface that. He used to be a loyal She's all batch listener. Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. I know, I know. How do we get him back? You know what? He, um... He subscribed on YouTube and was just so entertained with all of the great content we have over there. Mm. So we lost him to YouTube. Got it. That happens sometimes. Plug. You, know? you guys are, if you're Shameless not plug. subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should check it out because it's, yeah. it's so distracting because it's so fun and so good. At one point in the night, Olivia was on the dance floor and I think um, not alone, but like I definitely just like dancing and she mm-hmm. looked like she needed a group to dance with. So I went over to her and I put my hand out and I pulled her over to my circle of people and she danced with us. And I think she was appreciative of that. Oh, I did tell her she whispered, we plan to like have a one-on-one, but I was the maid of honor. It was a really busy night. I didn't get to have For like sure, a full yeah. sit down one-on-one with Olivia as much as I'd like to, but she whispered to me on the dance floor that she'd be down to talk. And she said, I was just telling Mike how your interview was like one of the best ones I've ever done. And I said, you want to know something that'll make you feel good? Your episode was one of our best episodes ever. And she yeah. like was cracking up and she she was happy that. So hopefully we can get Olivia back. She was a doll and I'm so happy I got to meet her. And she's fucking lucky to be Mike Garofalo's arm candy. They used to date, right? And now they're friends. They, yeah, they... I don't know how serious they dated, but they definitely had to have had something romantic mm-hmm. in the past, but now they're just friends. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Bachelor encounter from Jillian Anderson, who was on the very <gasps> first episode of She's All Batch. Oh, my God. Last week, we had Tenley on. I was sharing all those clips about Tenley talking about the red flag she saw with Jake. Mm-hmm. And Jillian responded, because Jillian follows me, and she responded with her own Bachelor encounter about Jake. Oh, my God. And she was not on Jake's season, right? She's on Chris Souls' season. She was on Chris Souls' season, but she hung out with Jake. And I got permission. She's cool with me sharing this. Right. She writes, oh my God, I went on the weirdest date with Jake myself. I think I blocked that day out of my memory on purpose until I saw this video that I posted. She goes, it was years ago in Colorado. He made it seem like he was going to be in my city. No, he just flew in to see me. The date was so bizarre. We just went to some brewery. Jake talked about Jake, about why he was single, how he got in a fight with someone who had less fans. Someone from a Dallas reality show was talking mad shit. He was also telling me how everyone was trying to set him up because he's such a catch. I wish I could remember more details about this conversation. I had called Bachelor producers after and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He tried to get me to come with him to dinner. 
I was like, no, I insist on driving myself or getting an Uber. He was so mad because he flew in just to see me and I wouldn't go with him. Literally no one asked him to fly in. We didn't talk more than casually before this. I remember being a fan of the show and watching his season, but fast forward years later, couldn't get out of this date fast enough. I didn't even know I was going on a date. I lived in Colorado Springs at the time and it's not like I was close to anything. So she was like stranded on this date with a former bachelor who flew in to see her. That's so crazy. I'm assuming this is obviously after she was on the show, which is how he like knew about her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, Cause she just says years crazy. ago, but it had to have been after like Chris Souls' season aired and maybe he reached out. So mm-hmm. I asked if I could share the story. She goes, I guess, I don't care. It was just so hilarious to me. It's weird, right? You're a fan of the show. You're, you're swooning over these guys. Then finally, years later, you're on a date with one and you'd rather be at home alone watching TV. <laughs> oh my God. Brutal. Right. That is brutal. But I guess seems kind of par for the course now for the things that we've heard about Jake from several ladies. Yeah, and I would like to hear Jake's side of the story. I have reached out to him, um, but so far it's not looking too, too hot. Darn. Well, we'll manifest that. All right, moving on. Oh my God, our favorite couple, Matt and Rachel. (laughs) I pulled up to a gas station a few weeks ago and was surprised when I realized Matt and Rachel were in the car in front of me. I saw Matt get out of the car to start pumping gas. He was so good looking and so freaking tall. He pumped for a few seconds before he leaned his head into the car and Rachel walked out and took over. Matt headed into the gas station store and was gone for a few minutes. He came back with several bags of various items like pretzels and popcorn. He threw one of the bags up in the air with a big grin and Rachel chuckled. They both got back in the car and peeled away. They seemed so happy together. Of course Matt had to stop and get snacks. I was like, yeah, but did he get Skittles? I don't know, but he needs his snacks at all times. Oh my God, he is such like child vibes that he- Big toddler energy. I feel like he throws a tantrum if he doesn't have a snack to distract him from any activity that they're doing. Like whether it's like a little road trip or the flight, Matt needs a snack. He needs like a goldfish. If my husband was like, come out and take over pumping so I can go and get a snack, I'd be like, no, like finish and then go inside. what you're doing, yeah. Pumping only takes like a couple of minutes, not even, just finish. Also, can't you just like start the gas and then go inside and then come back and it would be done? Maybe it was one of those nozzles you had to hold down. Oh. I mean, it had to have been. Why would Rachel have to get out and do it? Yeah, I guess. I'm Fun facts about me, because I'm from New Jersey and I never had to learn how to pump gas till I was a grown adult, so I'm still not that good at it, but... Oh, I avoid pumping gas at all costs. Well, I would always, I was never like a big, like let my gas tank go to literally the gas light. But when I lived in California and had to pump my own fucking gas, I would let it run on fumes before I had to go pump it again. It's so annoying. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a big like character arc in everyone's life. Like you have to have a point in your life where you let your car run on fumes. I did at one point in my life. Um, I actually don't even know where it shows in my car, like the gas tank. So I just like hope for the best. know that i just don't pay attention and then i'm like oh it's dinging i guess i need gas i guess i should go do this isn't it like right there it, i mean it's somewhere dials but you know what boops has the right idea having a chauffeur in tommy because she doesn't have mm-hmm. to worry about these types of things but right, i right. don't have a chauffeur tommy <laughs> yeah makes total <laughs> sense i can't who doesn't know where the gas dial is on their car. I don't know. Sound off in the comments, guys. Do you know where your gas tank is or your gas dial is? We can't wait to hear. So do you just like gauge it? Like, oh, it's been like a week. I should probably like get I mean, I feel like I've found it and I know where it is somewhere, but I don't look at it regularly. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, guess I need gas. You know? Yeah. No. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh my God, it's about your man, TC. What? I once got on an elevator with the most beautiful man I've ever laid eyes on. Whoa. Tyler Cameron. I couldn't believe it when the doors opened and he was standing there. It was like a movie. He smelled so good. Like his cologne hit me in the face as the doors opened. Like a weirdo, I told him that. He smiled and said, oh, thank you, thank you. He was texting on his phone, so I didn't want to disturb him, but I couldn't help but stare. As he got to his floor, he got off and said, you have a good night, okay? And walked out. It was the best minute of my life. I'm so jealous. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. Like, that would be the best minute of my life, too. And like, I like, have never met Tyler Cameron, but I just know he has good cologne. Oh, for sure. You know he smells so good. He smells like Mm -hmm. fresh shower. Like, you know when someone's just showered and it's like kind of a mix of cologne, but kind of a mix of like their soap and just like the water. Yeah. That fresh shower smell. I can't even say it. It's like so many sounds. Fresh shower smell. That's Tyler Cameron. I still, obviously I've never met him. I've never seen him, but I'm like, what the heck? Why haven't I? We'll just go into a lot of elevators and maybe you'll see him. He's clearly in them. (laughs) Yeah, he's the only one in elevators. He's a big elevator enthusiast and I think you should go and just go smelling around. If you smell someone good, it's probably Tyler and then you can meet him. Okay, so I'll just like start with the elevators in different neighborhoods of the city. Yeah, report back. Going to like every apartment building like, hi, can I please ride your elevator? Isn't it public information where he lives? He lives on the east side, East Village. Okay, so why don't we start there? Go elevator shopping there and you'll probably run into him. Okay? Okay. Okay, homework for next week. Jackie's going to have a bachelor encounter next week. I know. I need to spend, I have been trying to spend more time there because I'm like, maybe I'll run into like him and Matt and Rachel with their Skittles. And snacks. And then bring yeah, with all their, snacks and then, on you. Oh my God. If I start carrying around like Skittles and fun little snacks, they'll just come find me. They'll yes. Know. Wait, you'll be like Mary Poppins. You should go at night. Like when people are having like the munchies after drinking all night and then Matt will be there and like, you're going to have all his favorite snacks and he's going to love you. Yeah. And then he's going to be like, my best friend Tyler's over there want to meet him and you'll be like where is he like, like, over oh there my God, in that Tyler elevator who I didn't even think of that but sure yeah yeah okay okay perfect those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week if you have a story you want to submit dm me at she's all batch and we may talk about it on a future episode okay you know what is so annoying when you have a big thing coming up and then you have an acne breakout literally at the exact same time so I know I have had that happen to me I was going to my friend's wedding and I was so self-conscious because we have to take pictures and stuff and it just was the worst possible timing and I hated it so much we've all had struggles with our skin and that's why we're so excited to be partnering with apostrophe apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne at apostrophe an expert dermatology team will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored for your unique skin so what you do is basically you fill out apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history and then you snap a few selfies and a board certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. So apostrophe treats all types of acne from hormonal acne to facial acne and even chest knee, back knee, butt knee. Butt knee. <laughs> butt knee. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before, but they treat breakouts from head to toe. I recently tried their sunscreen that I wear every day under my makeup and it's so light and it doesn't irritate my skin. I cannot say enough good things about it. And for people who don't have time or energy to find a dermatologist, make an appointment and go into the actual office, apostrophe is the perfect solution. It's so nice to know that your treatment plan was from a real dermatologist and that your plan was tailored specifically to you. So if you want to treat acne, reduce dark spots, or improve your skin texture, 
then we strongly recommend apostrophe. Yeah, and we have a special deal for our audience. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash she's all batch. This code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash she's all batch and click begin visit. And then when you use the code she's all batch at sign up, you'll get your first visit for only $5. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash she's all batch and use the code she's all batch to get your first dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so we have talked to you guys about Everly Well before on the podcast. In case you're new here, Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you at an affordable and transparent price. So they have over 30 at-home lab tests. So you can go through on their website and choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need. Women's health tests or the food sensitivity test. I recently just did the food sensitivity test and I found the results to be so interesting and helpful. I've never had any sort of intense allergies throughout the course of my life, but I think we all know that when you eat certain and foods you do feel differently after so it was nice to know what types of foods give me even mild sensitivities so then I can look back and maybe try to eliminate those from my diet or go on a sort of elimination diet to really get to the root cause of what foods are making me feel sluggish after I eat them or things like that. It's so easy to do. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. Everly Well ships the product straight to you with everything you need to do a sample collection in one little package. So you take your at-home lab test, you collect the sample, and then you use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test right back to a certified lab. And then your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in literally days. Honestly, guys, it was so quick. By the time I sent mine out through the post office, I got the results back in like three days. So it's like pretty amazing they can do that stuff so fast. And then once you get your results, you can look through them. Everly Well explains them to you in an easy way to understand. And then you can share those results with your primary care physician and you can work on a plan for next steps. They also have vitamins and supplements that you can start adding to your daily routine right away because there's no time like the present to get a little bit healthier. It's so simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals. And for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash she's all batch that's e-v-e-r-l-y-w-e-l-l dot com slash she's all batch for 20% off your next at-home lab test everlywell.com slash she's all batch all right guys we have alexis waters here you know her as the dolphin shark from nick vial season we also saw her on paradise alexis thank you so much for coming on it's been a long time coming I know. I'm so happy. Thank you guys so much. And you caught me on a great day because I'm feeling amazing and I can walk. So things are looking up. <laughs> things are looking up when you can walk. Yeah. Um, you never know how, like how much you need your feet until you can't walk. <laughs> true. <That's> true. <laughs> so as I said, you were on Nick's season. Um, did you want Nick to be the bachelor? Like, was there anyone? Cause he was kind of plucked out of nowhere that season. Yeah. I think there was it was in between Luke and Nick. And I was very excited to have Nick instead of Luke. I feel like if Luke, I showed up in a shark costume the first night and Luke was the bachelor, he would have sent me home. Like, but Nick was actually really hot. And I was like, why am I wearing a shark costume? This is so embarrassing. (laughs) But like, I didn't really think he was that cute, like on TV. And then like in person, he's so much better looking. So I'm pulling up at the limo. I'm like, wasted with the shark costume but I'm like that means dolphin and I'm like <laughs> what am I doing he's actually hot Alexis like get it together well how did the costume <laughs> come about like did they this they obviously set you up with the costume well, 
Well, they, they never tell you what to do. Like they'll offer something, but I kind of rather, I wanted to show up and I didn't, I don't think my personality, I could have walked up just in a like hot dress and been like, Hey, I'm looking for love. Like I put my job title as aspiring dolphin trainer when I was like really high stoned. And then I just ran with it. And then I was like, let's work. I rather wear, wear a costume because I don't care what people think. And I, I'm kind of always that person that shows up. Like I felt like legally, like when uh, Reese Witherspoon walked into the scene in Legally Blonde and everybody told her it's a costume party and it wasn't, that was me. That's you. But, <laughs> I, but I actually wasn't pissed about it. I l- had more fun. So what was your idea to wear yeah. the costume? Okay. Like they offered it. I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. Like well, I'd what rather- came first? The stoned application where you said the that you're- stoned application. I'd rather do that than wear a red dress. Like, and I, thank God I wore the costumes. My dress was so ugly. Like looking back on it now, I was like, what was I thinking? Well, you bring up the red dress though. That was the season where like 50% of the girls wore red dresses. Was that pushed? Like, do the people that wore the red dress, they had to have said, hey, you should wear this red dress. Yeah, because they were going to make me wear a red dress. And I was like, thank God I did it. Like, I think I said that on the shows, like, well, think I would have not made it I, next to Whitney Friendsway, who's like a supermodel, like every, everybody was so hot. And I'm like, I, I thank God I wore the shark costume in like the grand scheme of things. Cause they definitely pushed it to like set like some type of, they know what they're doing. You know, yeah. it's not, it's, it was, I think half, I think there was 30 girls, like 22 were wearing red dresses and they brought up a red dress to you. No, I had a red dress and they put, they, well, I had like a lot of dresses for the rose ceremonies, like thinking I was going to make it to the end. And then, um, I, I, they picked the red dress and then I was like, I kind of want to do something funny. And then that's how the, the okay. dolphin costume that I still have in my closet appeared. Oh <laughs> I might sell it. <laughs> uh, sell it to us. I'll fucking buy it. How much? Million. Just kidding. Nice. I'm done. No, I, I do cameos in it. So if anybody's watching, book me on a cameo. Oh, hell yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> you wanted Nick to be the bachelor over Luke. So did you feel like you actually had feelings for him when you were on the show? Um, feelings. Can you rephrase that? <laughs> <laughs> um, romantic feelings or like wanting him to be your boyfriend. Um, so <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> I remember making out with him the first time and I actually was like, Ooh, something's happening downstairs. But I remember our conversations were just French. Like I felt like he was my friend more than, I mean, that's how you can start relationships, but I didn't see it past friendship, but like I got along with him, like one of my guy friends. So that wasn't the problem. I just remember he made like a joke the first, their second date. And I was just like, yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Mm -mm." What was the joke? It's just like not my cup of tea. like no. It was like just a corny. It was a, like a corny dad joke. joke. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 he's like, like corny. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, and he laughed after, like thinking it was funny. And I was like, yeah, I oh. don't know. So is he as big of a douche as he comes off as on TV? No, his podcast <laughs> on his podcast. No, because he does so much mansplaining. Like he talks down to people. So I just feel like he must be a douche. Well, I mean, he really isn't, and like he. When I, when Raven and I started our podcast, like he texted us, like, 
helping us so much. And like, if I text him right now to like come on the podcast, like he'll do it. Like he's, he's oh, wow. always like, that's one thing too. Like he would promote like my hoops. Like he would like still interact with us and help us like after the show, even though like, because I think, well, my relationship with him, we have more like a friendship. So like he was never really a douche to me, um, and, but until he wore that Nicolas Cage costume, that was pretty douchey. After I told him, that was my biggest fear. Like, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, Nicolas Cage, the actor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Who did you see as a front runner that season? Was it like so clear in the house, or was there a lot of people that you thought he would end up with? Um, I think. I always knew Vanessa was the front runner. I mean, she was so hot. I was staring at her half the time. I, but I knew her, him and Nick, uh, him and Nick, Vanessa and Nick definitely had something right off the bat. Like right after their first one-on-one, they just always had something. Rachel, Lindsay as well. I always saw as a front runner. Um, Raven, I feel like I didn't until we, I think it was like later on, I think it was, and then Corinne, I never thought was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I knew that was the producers like pushing that, but no, I, Vanessa was definitely my, like I saw it right, right away. He would just stare at her and I'd be like, Hey Nick, I'm here too. Yeah. I'm the girl <laughs> hey, over here in the costume. I'm in the costume. And the back, I'm pregnant. They made me pregnant. The next oh yeah. Like, <laughs> so do you feel like they fed Corinne lines or told her to do certain things to be that character? Yeah, I think they definitely, I mean, they didn't feed her lines. I think they, she just, I, she was so fucked up. <laughs> what, like it's alcohol? Like you guys all were. Just <laughs> but I mean, so was I, I'm not judging, but like I was able to, like I, I could hold my own. <laughs> yeah. But, mm-hmm. but Corinne would just, cause I don't, she was not like that with us. Like she was not as, like I loved Corinne on the show, but when I saw like her ITMs, like the, interview like she was not like that with us but I mean after the show when I hung out with her like in real life she was like that but on the show I think they definitely when she would get really drunk they would like tell her like oh you should go do this but you they don't tell you what to do like you have you can say no always but she always took her top off put put whipped cream on her boobs so yeah do you boo it worked it brought her (laughs) she got her hometown yeah did yeah. they ever give you lines or tell you like you went in the pool in the costume? Was that you? That was, that was me. Great work. They Great didn't really, work. <laughs> they didn't really <laughs> need to tell me to do much. You didn't need to be told pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of, and my mom right before this show was like, Alexis, you don't get wasted and don't uh, go in the pool the first night. And I was like, shit, I did. Check. <laughs> Yeah, check, check. And she was like, because I, I have like a bad posture and literally the whole night in the dolphin costume, I was like. <laughs> but at least you couldn't see because you were yeah, in the costume. I know, you yeah, see, but I, I, I broke all my mom's rules the first night. So sorry, mom. <laughs> Did you feel by being the girl in the costume and then being the pregnant girl, were, it was almost like they were setting you up to not be someone that could really end up with him because you were like the comedic relief. But was that like, were you okay with that, I guess? Like you said, you got out of the limo and you're like, well, shit, he's hot. Like I would have liked a fair shot at this. Yeah. I think that I, I definitely clearly was not ready. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a learning lesson too. I mean, it wasn't clearly, I was not ready. I was just, and I didn't even go on the show. Like if it were, if it would have worked out, then I would like, it would have worked out. Like it wasn't, 
I didn't know anything. Like I wasn't going on. I was just like, oh my God, this can work out if it can't, whatever. Like, but I, when I went on, I was like, I mean, I was just myself. So it wasn't like they were pushing me to be a comic relief or anything. Cause that's just really who I was never, I never changed for the cameras. Like I was just always myself. So if I was a comic relief, then I was. And you just were, like, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I guess. Yeah. He, he's not funny, so what? Is he not funny? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's just not my my type of funny. But his podcast is actually doing like really well. And he has like really uh, big guests, but I just haven't listened well, I wouldn't say his podcast is funny though. It is more like, yeah, like advice I, conversations about things. Yeah, so I think he knows he's not funny. That's not yeah, really his thing. He's not, and he's not a douche. Like I really didn't think, I didn't think he was, cause when I went on the show, he had that kind of reputation. Rep, sorry, I got Botox and my mouth is literally like not moving. <laughs> um, but I like, he was known kind of as a douche, but he was so nice but I also feel like he knew he was the bachelor in a weird way that he was playing a role. Like, okay, I have to make sure Corinne makes it to the end. She is a nanny. Like, yeah. so he was like, you know what I mean? Like he was playing this role instead of actually like, he could have ended up with me. Like, you know, if he really like, just let, <laughs> just let it happen and just let it happen. And he could have had the best life ever, but you know, he, but his loss, <laughs> he did say though, because it was his fourth time that like, it was almost like he was a producer because he was yeah. aware of what was yeah, going on. That. Whereas That's- like when it's your first or second time, you're like not really realizing that like all this other shit's going on. Yeah. That's what that, that's probably what it is too. Cause he's been on, yeah, he was on the show, I think like four times. So he definitely like knew how it went, but I feel like that kind of pressure got to him instead of actually just like enjoying the process you know what I mean yeah, I feel like he was really trying to make a good season hence why yeah. he was like no we need Corinne to make it to this level I know I'm picking Vanessa early on so yeah. like, I'm only gonna say these things to these other girls not lead them on he's talked about that a little bit but yeah I totally see what you're saying it was a good season it was like one it was of the best. Good. I think it's one of the best seasons yeah, yeah and like was. yeah you're welcome <laughs> no seriously I think you guys all the girls on next season I think are some of the best cast members in a collective season. Like there were so many of you guys that I enjoy so much. So yeah. I'm and being we're still genuine. so close till to this day, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like well, I have a group chat right now going with Zelo, Jasmine and uh, Raven. And it's like, I have 36 text messages. I'm like, guys, um, I have like things to do. So <laughs> we'll tell them <laughs> that we want Raven, them on the pod too. Yeah, I seriously. Know, I, Raven and my, my sister uh, had a baby, my niece and Gates, her baby are the same age and they had a date. So it's just like so crazy, like how five years ago we were on the show and now like my niece and her baby are like on a first date. Yeah. I was like, like, my niece and didn't play it cool. Gates was his their first one-on-one didn't go as well oh did no roses <laughs> no she did not get the rose my niece oh. she tried so you brought up raven and you brought up uh rachel before i know that you guys all used to be really close but rachel and raven had a falling out do you you know what happened but what can you tell us about what happened between rachel and raven i have no idea i still have no idea i think i don't believe now. you i don't believe you i feel like you I must think know they're friends now I think they talk now. There has been a whole global pandemic and shit that happened. I can't even think of like who talks to who at this point. It's just so crazy that people are like really into this feud because it really wasn't that intense. 
I don't know. And I feel like I, I'm, I think I must've missed something. Cause like, I still get questioned about it. And I'm like, I really fucking had no fucking idea. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't that big of a deal and maybe it just got blown up in the media and that's why people yeah. were like interested. So back to Nick's season, Vanessa got like a really good edit that season, but people said that she got kind of like a protection edit, essentially that there was drama with her in the house, but they didn't air it. Did you, did you see any of that firsthand? Um, I think they, well, she really liked Nick. So it was different. Well, yeah. It was a different experience for me <laughs> because like, so like there was not a protection thing, but like she would get upset because of situations because she genuinely liked him, you know? So it was different for me. Like I would be like, bitch, why are you crying? Like what's going on? Like, but it's just a guy. Started, yeah. Like, like relax. <laughs> like it's not that big. Like, but she really likes him right off the bat. And it's so rapid. Like your feelings and everything is just so fast paced. So, I mean, to her with the other girls, it was just basically like you're fighting over a man that you both like. So it wasn't anything like crazy. It was just, she had feelings for him. Uh, I remember I really knew I did not have feelings for him <laughs> was when we were in Wisconsin and we, I think we had to milk cows or something and actually clean up cow shit. And like Nick and Vanessa went behind the barn and everybody was like freaking out. And I'm like, but like, do you understand we're like cleaning up cow shit? Like I didn't sign up for this. And like, everybody was crying. Cause like they had like <laughs> solo time. He like took her and I was like, but like, we're standing in cow shit. Like I, I didn't, well, I was like the fun, like, you know, but they were, everybody was freaking out that it was just, well, I mean, everybody invested genuine feelings. And when it gets closer and closer to the end, they, you know how girls are. Yeah. Is that why you think she was like butting heads with Rachel a lot? Because it was clear that Nick liked Rachel too. They like, I left right before Bahamas and Bahamas. I think they like, well, I have a follow-up question about Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah, So this infamous volleyball day, I know you weren't there, but you're obviously close friends with a lot of people that were there. I I have watched that scene so many times. Mm -hmm. It makes no fucking sense because everyone's playing volleyball. It's, it's obvious from the scene, everyone's drinking and then it cuts, 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 cuts. It's so choppy. And then everyone's crying and everyone's like, fuck this. And it, what happened? And the rumor is that they chopped it up because Vanessa and Rachel got into some sort of fight. And obviously they're protecting Vanessa because she wins. They're protecting Rachel because she's going to be the bachelorette. But I, yeah. I need to know what happened and no one can tell me. Well, no. Well, first things first, I was pissed off that because I played volleyball in high school and college. And <laughs> you would have killed it on that day. I think that's the reason they sent me home because like I was sent home right yeah. before that date and they were probably like, yeah, she'll probably like be sit. So mm-hmm. let's get her out while she can. So I was like, of course, I get the cow <laughs> shitting date when like I would have fucking won on the volleyball date. But I think they it was. Whoever won the group date, I mean, whoever won the volleyball game had him to himself, like them Mm -hmm. three, but I guess the producers switched it and it was all six of them and Vanessa wasn't happy about it. And Rachel wasn't happy. Like they were both unhappy because one of them, I think they were on separate teams. Yeah, they were. Clash of like them because they like everyone didn't want the other one I think they were taking it seriously too right I guess because because they didn't say that in the show that one team would win and because that's not what happened but you can tell everyone's getting like heated in this game and Corinne's like falling over because she's a wild scene (laughs) I I rewatched it today yeah Yeah, she did yeah Jasmine's like pushing her on the ground it's it's a wild scene she is hilarious no but they yeah so Rachel's team won Vanessa's team lost 
then they didn't show that part where they combined the group date. So okay. I think like they were pissed off about time, you know, yeah, but yeah. that's what happened. So like they were really upset and then they were pissed that they actually won. And then they had the same outcome. Yeah. That Does actually that make makes sense? a lot of sense. Knowing that, that, that makes now. sense. But I'm like, then why, why chop it up? If not to, I guess, just protect Vanessa and Rachel. Cause they didn't want yeah. them to look like they were fighting. I don't know. It, I don't even, I mean, it was, I would be pissed off both ways too, but sure, I mean, yeah. And also it's so emotionally draining just like in itself. And then like on top of just like trying to fight for time and like all that stuff. And especially when your genuine feelings are involved, like everything is heightened. So like, and then alcohol, like our, I think yeah. our season, like, tr- I think our season was the reason why we can't, they can't drink anymore. <laughs> Your season looks fun. You guys were always so visibly partying. Yeah. It was so much fun. And like, it was like, Nick was drinking too. And it was like, it wasn't as, I think it was just more fun. I, Cause it's so like, what the hell are we doing? We're literally in a room with like 30 girls fighting for one man. Like what is going on? Like I have to be, you have to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Or something to like, let the edge off like what are we doing here <laughs> how soon after you going home on next season do they contact you for paradise oh I think they knew I was going I think one of the producers was trying to set me up with her like cousin uh <laughs> while we were filming and I'm like excuse me um <laughs> Nick my husband so I don't know what you're trying to do here but I was like I think they knew like when I would try when I would do interviews they were like are you ready for paradise and they were <gasps> trying to like hook me up for because they they knew like I wasn't the one for Nick and that was fine. Like on my end, like I thought he was so cool as a friend made out with him probably five times because he was the only guy, but I, my <laughs> vagina only danced the first time. So like, this, was he a good kisser? Yeah. But it was just, it was just not meant to be. And that was fine. Okay. But he was hotter than you would think. Just think, I think from the first night when I walked out in the limo, she, they were like, yep, this bitch is going to paradise. Yeah. So how much did you get paid to go to paradise? I think it was like, 10 or 12 K, but I, I don't remember. Cause I did fear factor too. And that was either 12 or 10 K. I mean, yeah. So but it was one of the two because that's yeah, so off flat. It was one of those. Yeah. It was good money, but, so, but I, like everyone's different. We've asked, we asked oh, yeah. so everyone. Well, our, our season, it was, we got shut down. So I think it, everybody had to get paid that much because we were on lockdown and we had no idea what was going on and then like flown back to and forth to America and Mexico. And we had no, like, and we were locked in our hotel rooms. Like nobody told us what was going on. And so I think it was flat fee for everybody. How like the duration of your time, but I probably got less than people that made it to people that can engage definitely get more or right. Well, not necessarily. Well, cause it depends. We've heard some people get paid like per day, like, like Blake has said, like $800 per day. And he was there for a long time. So he made more than 10 or 12,000, but Chad got $800 a day and then got kicked off day one. So he only made yeah. $800, but no, but I, I think Jasmine and I, I think Jasmine and I made the same amount and she stayed, she stayed like two or three days longer. So I just thought it was a flat fee for all of us because it was we had that we had a fucked up season <laughs> well that would make sense yeah. if they shut down and brought it back because then for the people that have it per day how yeah. do you and then count like that? astrid was on our season thank god she she's left because she was in the hotel waiting to come on while we were on lockdown we had no idea so she was just in the hotel room and then she didn't even 
come on the show. And then she went on the next year and met Kevin her husband. and a baby. I know it worked. She did like it perfectly. She was like, fuck this. I'm not doing it. But I mean, she tried. So yeah. one of the major storylines in paradise was, was the scallop fingers thing. And you were tied oh, closely yeah. to it. We, I talked to scallop finger. I talked to Kristen. I love yeah, her. She was on the pod. Yeah. Um, it's She's like, so nice. She's such so a nice. Sweetheart. I it's love sweetest. her. One of my favorite I interviews. Know. Did, how did that come about? Well, obviously I know the story that really happened, but like, did producers tell you to tell the story? Cause you were the one that kind of like told the story and, and let everyone know. Well, well, I had no, well, yeah, she, that really happened. And I was just telling the story. I had no idea she was coming. Like I genuinely was just, I, I wasn't pissed off at her at all. I was just like, she, like, I didn't like the scalp finger sliding on my shoulder. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And then we had such a short amount of time to film. So they were using anything and everything to just get content. And it was just so forced. Like I started crying at the rose ceremony because I wanted to go home and there was not, they only rent that property for a certain amount of time. So they only had like, I think three days left to get as much content in. So like they told, made me tell that story about the scallops maybe 80 times. And I was like, okay. And then they had a plate of scallops in the car for her to go home in, but I went home. So I'm sitting there like with the scallops with the scallop because they, they were supposed to send her home. And I was like, I want to get the hell out of here. So I was sitting, so it was honestly bad karma for me because I had to go mm. home and <laughs> with scallops, <laughs> but they wanted her to leave and eat the scallops as she was crying in limo. Like it was just, and I was like, she's so nice. Like I am not trying to be, and it made me look like such a mean girl. And I'm like, no, no, I, we both know how the story went down. Like she agrees that this but yeah. then she made t-shirts and I was like, bitch, give me 10%. No, just what did the t-shirt say? Was it just I her? Think like, like leftovers to go or something or like scallops. Yeah. I think she did Instagram ads, like for some seafood company. For yeah. So a I was like, give me 10%. And I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> I felt really bad because it was just, but our season was just so, it, I mean, it was so messed up. Like we had to like do like a health class when we, and I'm like, half these people are like about to be 40. Like, what are we doing? What do you mean you had to do a health class? We had to do like a, because we had that, uh, like the, the Demario and Corinne situation. So when we went back, we had to like do this, watch this like video on like how to say no. And like, I was just like, okay, am I in eighth grade? Like, but like, it was just like protocol. I think Disney owns it. Yeah. So like, we had to be cautious. So yeah, our season was just all messed up. I felt so bad for Scallop <laughs> first bringing up the Scallop story because then it became like such a good thing. But I think she got, she got free scallops for life. So I think I did her a favor. <laughs> she and- got a lot of free scallops. She told me that restaurants would send her meals and she ended up really liking it. So it, was, okay. it all worked okay. out. Yeah. But she said that she felt it. bullied by the network. She said like, it's one thing for the story to be told. And it's another thing for ABC to like change her name to scallop fingers yeah. and like give her scallops on her date when her date has like pasta, like yeah. they were setting her up. But that's what I mean. It was just, it was like, they, it, it's not even a, that funny of a story. Like, yes. so when you told it, it was. <laughs> yeah, but then it was just like, if I didn't even know it would become such a storyline when like, I just was telling my friends on the beach, like, yeah, she said, but they all knew half of them were there. And like, I told Kristen, like right when we were there, 
like it like i told her don't fucking touch me with your scalp and your shoulder like now my fucking shoulder smells like scallops but she just and she was such a good sport about it i felt so bad i was like but the yeah the network was putting scallops on the table telling me to like go put it on in front of her and i'm like i'm not fucking doing that like it's not funny like it's it's like yeah, now yeah. this is getting like mean girly yeah. and i think because i said no they gave me like a bad edit on that episode because i was like I'm not doing that, but it backfired because it, they did what I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to do it. So, but I just felt bad. I was like, it's not, I know when to draw the line, but it also, you had to know that they had such a, they were producers were freaking out too, because we had such a short amount of time to film and people fall in love. Like everything was just so like, okay. Like people were coming in like right after another, just because we had such a, I think we had like four days to film left. Oh, okay. That. So it was just, everything was just very, we had like no sleep too. Like it was just, and every, so single, much. every single rose ceremony was a thunderstorm. I was like, God is trying to tell me to like get in my shark <laughs> costume and swim back to America. Like I swear it was just not, <laughs> I loved the bachelor bachelor, but I think if I did paradise like in another season, maybe it would have worked out better, but like it was, it was, and I worked my ass off in the gym. I like had a trainer. I was like working my, like, and then we got shut down and then I'm eating like scallops and cheeseburgers. Just kidding. I can never eat a scallop, but you know, that went to shit. (laughs) But did you feel protected by producers? Because you said that you don't, you didn't feel like you had any connection with anyone, but you got roses and then you left on your own. So did you feel like they're like, well, we need Alexis because we love her. She's great TV. We're going to make sure she stays because they do that with certain people. I mean, you said it. I didn't. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, they know, they know my role and I felt like I, but I wasn't playing a role. Like I was just being myself. So it's hard for me to like sit here and be like, oh yeah, they made me do like, I was just I like what you see is what you get with me. So it was never really until like they try to tell like the scowl thing was something that I was, I called the producers after and I was just like, don't, that was not how it was supposed to, (laughs) like the girls now called scallops. They were like on producer, uh, on the producers, they were all mics, like scallops coming down beach now. And I'm like, no, no. Oh my God. Like I was and then like I was like get me out of here I am not I didn't sign up for this like I felt she is the sweetest girl ever she's so nice I felt like such a bitch but at it the network took it and ran so like Mm -hmm. I that's I I'm happy that she knows that I mean we've talked since but like yeah the network really yeah no totally I mean and like they were in total control of what was airing and how many times and yeah and then her scap names like mm-hmm. it was, yeah. And then on the dates, I think they, and then it, yeah, the scallops in the car to go, like that was supposed to be her. So like, it was just, ew. Remember that <laughs> something funny she said in the interview when, when I talked to her, she said, cause it involves Jasmine. So Jasmine was dating Matt and Jasmine liked Matt apparently according to viewers. But then when Kristen came down, she immediately goes, well, she at, talks to some guys and then she asks Matt. So I told, I asked her, I'm like, did you actually like Matt or did, were you told to go to Matt? And she's like, I was told to go to Matt. And yeah. then I'm like, did Jasmine know though? Because Jasmine got really mad. Freaked out. <laughs> he freaked out. And but they know what they're doing. They know Jasmine. She is, 
she's gonna react that way so they knew i remember watching but i'm telling you they had no they there was no like time to just have just downtime like it had to be drama it had to be dramatic at all times the last couple of days because we only had that amount of time and they needed to produce a tv show so i looking back on it i understand but like in the moment i was just so over it like i saw every like i knew she didn't want to pick matt and but they told her to to get mm. that reaction out of jasmine like it all makes sense now like but yeah it, but no it, one told Jack like you was no, anyone I was like Jasmine chill the fuck out you don't yeah. even like him like what you want to have a whole <laughs> day with him but I think I got kicked out because I was so real like I'd be like Jazz I remember Jasmine and him went on a date and we were in the bunk beds and Jasmine was below just like I don't know if I can move to Connecticut though and I'm like, like bitch you went on one date with him like what where when are you moving to Connecticut because <laughs> yeah. Matt lived in Connecticut but I was like wait <laughs> <laughs> you literally went on one date where you're moving to Connecticut yeah what I was just very realistic and I think you get caught up though it's a bubble it's like yeah. a bachelor bubble you will live you think that these are like uh I mean some people are really genuinely look at Adam Raven all the success like that is actually gen genuine but like there's just moments where you're just like what the fuck was I thinking I'm like I always tell Jasmine like when are you moving to Connecticut like fucking around so like he literally went on one date with Matt and was like uh, but like, I just moved from Jersey to LA. Like, I don't feel like moving back to the East coast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but I had so much fun and I have friends that last like forever. And, and then I met my boyfriend, which is not like the best, but whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> Wait for real. Wait, tell us about your Wait, life are you today. Guys, yeah. Are you guys married? I think you guys were married, but boyfriend. Okay. Tell okay. us about your life. What are you Maybe doing? Soon to be ex. No, just oh, for kidding. real. Wait, for real? Exclusive on She's All Bad. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just Alexis just is single. <laughs> I tell him every day that like it could happen. <laughs> no. Um, but I met him through Rachel Lindsay's friends. Okay. So we all went to Miami the same time as Rachel Lindsay's guy friends went to Miami. And it was like New Year's Eve right before the show was premiering. And I met him. I don't even remember him. But then like we kept in touch, like here and there, I did paradise, didn't like anybody. So I was like, maybe God just telling me to meet, go with this slim Jim cowboy from Dallas. So I guess, and here we are five years later. So you live with him in Dallas now. Yes. So and now I live with him in Dallas. I had a, I have a podcast girls night with Alexis, which Raven and I had together and then she ditched me, but she basically gave me a career. So thank you to Raven Gates. And then, um, I have my hoop business and what else did I say? Yeah. And I have a boyfriend and I just failed my real estate, but one day. Well, wait, tell <laughs> us about the hoops and where people can get them. Oh yeah. So I'm wearing the sissy and stronger hoops right now, but you can get them at, uh, hoopnationbyalexis.com and you guys can have a code flash. 25 for 25% off and I have chains and have all the above. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You were a fucking riot and I am we insane. love you. <laughs> I'm so happy. We finally got you to come after I all this time. You. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I had so yeah, much thank fun. You. Yeah, thank make you. sure yeah, your code for everybody is flash 25 for hoops for the summer. And I love you guys. And I, I love you. I hope, I hope I made fucking sense. You made sense. <laughs> you did. You it was so much sense. You were so I'm funny. Sorry for my internet too.
Okay, and that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate us five stars and leave us a nice review wherever you're listening. And make sure you join our Facebook group. It's a really cool group for really cool people, and you better be one of them, Biatch. And also, in case that's not enough for you, Fots Fest, July 16th. It's coming up, people. And in case you're new here, Fots Fest is when Stephanie and I are going to Audrey's Coffee Shop in Rhode Island, and we want to meet you. Yeah, so you better be there, Biatch. And please, please go and subscribe to YouTube it's the best YouTube in all the land and you want to be a subscriber if you love us and you want to support our content journey go ahead to YouTube type in she's all batch and hit that subscribe button it's gonna feel so good when you press that button so good be sure to follow us follow me at she's all batch across social platforms follow Jackie Maroney underscore across all platforms and we sadly are not going to be here next week because we deserve a vacation. So we're going to be off for the week of 4th of July, but we will be back, don't worry, in time for Gabby and Rachel's premiere week. We can't wait. Woo! It's going to be a really good episode. We have a really great guest lined up and it's going to be our first episode in a while where we have a recap plus our regular episode. So you're in for a treat. Hopefully this episode was good enough to hold you over and if it's not enough, you know where to go. <laughs> Yeah, YouTube. YouTube, guys. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. All right. Bye, bitches. Happy 4th of July. Enjoy yourself. Be safe.